Welcome to Beyond Expectations. In an effort to build rapport with our listeners who want holistic wellness in their lives and are looking to expand from what they already know beyond expectations. introduction always the hello 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 i didn't realize i did it yeah that's hilarious it's a thing now. okay so to start this episode which is really going to focus on what causes our stress the things behind it you know to build upon a little bit of our psychoeducation that we engage in yeah on beyond expectations uh so i have a thing called shadow cards and we use them in therapy and they are a set of cards that have different artistic images on them uh, and they're very basic. It can be people, it can be uh, landscapes, it can be things, objects. And the purpose of them is for a person to identify with the picture and just process through that. So Carly and I engaged cards. in the shadow cards. I picked one and she picked one. So we're going to do a little bit of an exchange. And Carly is going to interpret my card first and then I'll do hers. And then we'll talk about why we chose the card. Right. So we're going to show how we, we think differently or our perspective. So because yeah, Carly and I are very different. We, okay, so when I see this card, so, and you guys will get to not see the card, you can just use imagination. Well, you Based on what see, we you say. You see. We, like, we have I mean, on you guys, guys but not your podcast. Yeah, the podcast right. can't. Use your imagination. Yeah, I'm going to show it to the, to the YouTubers. Podcast listeners, we are also on YouTube if you want to see the pictures and check us out. All okay. right. All right. So this one. Okay. okay. So Nakia picked one where I feel like it looks like a dried, uh, a cracked drywall, and there's a picture of a corner of like a paint, a picture or a mirror. And this, to me, I I feel like someone got mad and punched the drywall, the wall, and now there is a crack on the wall. That's what I see. So I could imagine a whole story that could possibly lead up to that. So that's what I see. Okay. And then Carly, the picture that she picked is a bird cage with a yellow bird outside of the cage standing on top, looking like she's singing and free. Uh, inside of the cage, there is a bird-sized hole that seems that this super-powered bird bent to escape. <laughs> and there's a very secure lock actually on the gate of the bird cage. Um, which shows you that probably the only way that bird got to the top of that cage and singing and crowing about it is through bending the bars herself. And what's interesting, I don't know how because the bird. And you know what's interesting about it is if the bird took all that effort to get out of the cage, why is she still standing on top of the cage crowing about it? <laughs> I, will the, I will give you the continuation to that. All right, all right, all right. All right. So all right. that's what I saw. Okay. In Carly's picture, and then that's what she saw in mine. So Carly, tell me what. Okay. What so you actually, think I you see. I see what you see as well. I see this bird that out of this cage. Um, and there is a deadbolt to this cave. Why would you need a deadbolt to a bird cage? I, I do not know why. Because anyway, so so how I see the continuation to this is that the bird actually got out, but then it actually wants to get back in because he doesn't know what else to do. He doesn't know anything else but this home, this cage life 
and now it's just having anxiety and it's on top but and it wants to get back in the cage but it's harder to get in the cage than out of the cage oh, wow. like a cat climbing up to a tree go show the picture and then sure. they can't come down so now he wants to go back in the cage because he doesn't he's lost he doesn't know where else to go that's all he knows is that cage so that's my dark interpretation <laughs> is that so you really didn't so do you see how i saw that and you saw that the what? The this bird cage. Yeah. So you literally are like he's trying to cry to get back in. Yeah. And I'm like there. He super powerfully got out of the cage. Right. It's and both can that. be true, but yes. but I just took it further, and because you, you said that it you didn't know why it was still on the cage. Yeah. Why? Well, I'll like, tell you why. Is that but the thing is, I had no concept of why it would still be there. Like, go be free. You yeah. know, you were you yeah. were out. You had yeah. made it. You yeah. know. So no. it's a very interesting yeah. difference in perspective. Okay. okay. So you mentioned anger, and mine is literally the picture of a fist punching into a wall. You know, I've seen this in real life. Uh-huh. <laughs> many, okay. many, many times. Okay. In people's homes. Okay. As a social worker, I go into people's homes and, and don't be flipping those things out. <laughs> yeah, right. And I go into people's homes and I see these and I will say I've seen them on my own home as a child growing up. I won't say who's doing them. Right. Um and I've, I've seen them, you know, and for me when it, I came to this picture, I immediately was like familiar. That was the first thing. I'm familiar with what anger can cause. Right. I am familiar with what it looks like as a precursor to possible domestic violence. Right. I see it as a clue in someone's life. Mm -hmm. um, someone doesn't know how to control something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't really think about this for me beyond the fact that it looked familiar. I know the story of this. Okay. And it's the story of anger and frustration. Uh, and then right in the corner, there's like a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole, but most of this picture is the the, the anger. Like yeah. Whoever painted this or put yeah. this in there wanted us to notice. Yeah. So I I, 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 yeah. I saw the same thing. Yeah, you saw the but same thing. But I think thing. the difference is this: is you said you you see that by experience, mm -hmm. right? It spoke to you. It did. This spoke to me because I feel this. I, mm -hmm. I this speaks to me. I feel like I'm the bird. So that's why I was able to take the story a little further and be like, okay, but you're the bird. I'm the bird. Are you free? Not yet. I feel like I'm the bird on top of the cage. Don't know where to go. So wait, wait. If you're on top of the cage, you're not free? You could be free, but sometimes free can be um, paralyzing. I know that sounds like, okay, so like a prison inmate gets free to go out the real world, but they don't know what to do in the real world. The real world can be very intimidating, especially if you don't know who you are out in the real world, where you, wherever uh, circumstances or environment that you're in, that could be very intimidating. Um, for me, it is like I like to have direction. That's why health and fitness is great for me because there's a goal and you work for that goal. It's your direction. But sometimes when you're in a, a strange or different environment or circumstance, sometimes it could be a little intimidating. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I feel like that's me. Yeah. And you know, another perspective on that is you're in the world and you're free from prison suddenly, right? Yeah. And it's intimidating, but you're still free. Right. Nobody's locking you in. Nobody's taking anything away. Nobody's giving you rations. Really, there, there is no 
warden is what I'm saying, or there's right. no jailer and but you don't then, have a little cell. But okay, but I feel free it comes with the cost, right? So you're free from this mm -hmm. that's from the warden, but mm -hmm. you're got it in order to go to the real world. Or the walls, let's say walls. That, those walls. like a lot. Yeah, right. But you then have to go get yourself a job or a place, then you're gonna be not free you'll be free from this, but you're not gonna be completely free from some kind of conformity. Maybe. And we can keep going. Yes, I know. I know because, because I think that like, if you have a support system and you have a family to go home to, then you don't have to go and conform so quickly. You know, it doesn't have yeah, to be so scary. Yeah, yeah. So all transitions are at a point where you can be intimidated, but freedom is in the heart. Right. Freedom is in the mind. Freedom from fear. And that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, I see. You know? Yeah. And because, like I said, this right. is a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we On fear. Hilarious. <laughs> so Carla's going to lead us into so our next So yeah, topic. going into kind of, we're going on a kind of a, um, not, I don't want to say, Yin and I believe in yin and yang. So, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about positivity, but then we have to also talk about some of the things that um, make us feel um, darker, so we just feel uh, sad because in order to deal with, have positivity, we need to also be able to uplift ourselves from those things, right? Yeah, from negativity, because yeah. yeah. negativity is real. You yeah. know, you can't go run around and say, just be positive and smile, no, even definitely. though something really horrific is happening in your life that's yeah. unrealistic. Yeah, and, and, and I want to give that something straight, but just because someone, um, speaks or says things that are not always oh positive doesn't mean they're pessimistic we guys have to understand that sometimes it's just some people have to talk and express themselves on what's really going on and process things and or you could say they're realists you know and realist doesn't mean that they're pessimists either they just mm -hmm. see certain things for just what it is yeah right i want to talk more particularly about something that maybe hits home is Toxic relationships. So um, that could be your coworkers, that could be your romantic, that could be your friends. It could be any kind of relationship that you have, right? I mean, part of our existence is having relationships and intermingling with people, and um, and different kind of energies they are given off. So there are some um, things that they. One of the articles that I have read was talking about some ways to cope or deal with. People uh, who are toxic or how to deal with people who are toxic. Mm -hmm. um, you want to go to the definition? What's the definition of toxic? So according to Wikipedia, toxicity is the degree to which a substance, a toxin or a poison, can harm humans or animals. Acute toxicity involves harmful effects in an organism through a single or short-term exposure. So single and short-term, or it could be long-term, mm -hmm. right? So before we go into that, let's go right into long. What do you think about the long term? What's the difference between short term and long term? Toxic toxicity. Yeah. Well, I'm no MD. Right. Uh, I am just a social worker. I'm licensed though, <laughs> uh, and I think most of what I'm speaking from is experience and working with multiple different people. Uh huh. And um, I think long term toxicity, anything like sugar, too much sugar, too much fat, too much sleep, too much inactivity, too much. Too much of anything can right. be damaging mm -hmm. because it, it indicates there's an excess, mm -hmm. you know, a, a lack of boundary or control to be able to say no or yes, right? Okay. And I think that's damaging psychologically and physically because you are losing your ability to take control because you're kind of just doing one repetitive thing. Right. Um, and if the repetitive thing that you're doing is not a healthy thing, mm -hmm. then it's really not good for you. Right. Some people do toxic things with things that are supposed to be healthy. 
um, eating too much green, right? You know, eating too much citrus. Did you know if you eat too um, much carrots, you guys will turn yellow? <laughs> your what? Your skin. Your skin. Really? Your skin. Really turn yellow? Yeah. I remember. Yeah. My, my, uh, <laughs> One of our, in college, one of the persons that did bodybuilding, he would eat so many can canned tuna, right? Uh-huh. Uh, he probably got poisoned from that. Um, and a lot of carrots, and he just his his skin just got yellow, like yeah. orangey yellow. Just yeah, and then I have a lot of clients who come in who um, they say they have every they had had every test done by their medical doctor. Mm-hmm. They had a heart test. They had all their immune system. They had all the blood tests to, to rule out cancer and all these things because they were having so much di- digestive problems and headaches and things and migraines. And their their doctor finally just said, go to the therapist. And they were so mad that they had to come to the therapist. Really? And I would say to them, well, do you breathe? You know, mm-hmm. um, what is your self-care routine? And they'd kind of just look at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, what do you do? What's your daily routine? What do you do? And most of the people who came in with the physical symptoms of mm-hmm. stress, and when their doctors referred to them to the therapist, yeah. were people who had a routine of go, 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 go. Right. Or they were highly addicted to like one thing. So they were really into running. And because they were really into running and had a good diet, then they were healthy in their mm-hmm. mind. Like they, they were doing everything they needed to do. So why is all this flaring up and going on? Yeah. And it's because... Running is hard on your body. Yes, it's it hard is. on your joints. It, it does feel good. That runner's high yeah. is amazing. But yeah, it, it's good for you. But right. then we get addicted to that high, and then it's also doing some damage because you need rest. Right. And if you're used to being the go go go, and you're not doing the balance of also giving the rest, uh-huh. then your body has the effect. So that's my answer to the short term and the long term. I think anything is okay in the short term, sugar included. Like, you know, I like, a, you know, some candy if I'm single, you know, have some... Like a red vine. Yeah, a red vine in the, in the <laughs> office. But, but then you can't do it every single meal, yes. every single day, yes. all the time. You're going to have cavities and all that's going to affect you. And then if you don't take care of your teeth, then that affects your, um, you know, the cavities go into your system. It affects bacteria. And that affects everything. So it's all connected. We're connected. Mind, body, and spirit, like we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, short term is before the preventative. That's when you need to do preventative yes. work. All long term is when you're basically, like, already sick. And yeah. so what are we going to do? Let's treat it. Um, and then... Uh, in, in, in regards to relationships, they talk about toxic people. So there's going to be people that are that are red, but there's temporary toxic people, right? And then there is permanent toxic people. So the difference they're saying is you're, you know, temporary or people like we all go through it. Like if we're going through a breakup or if we're going through something bad in the work or something with our family or relationship, we're not feeling the greatest. We oh, have yeah. Energy, very, so very we're irritable. going to give off, not intentionally, toxic energy to other people so we have to be self-aware as well you guys when we're going through something mm-hmm. um is that we give off toxic energy as well when we're going through something so that that's temporary so whether that's a friend that's giving it to you or you to that person we just need to know how to, to work around it or be around that because we can't help being around people right especially people we love yeah. now but well, then they always say that we hurt the people we love the most because yes. we feel safest to yeah. To feel the frustration and anger. And I think that's definitely that's true. That is very, very true. And then uh, permanent is talking about people who inherently, that per- that's their personality. So that could be, they were around it since they were kids, you know, and that's what they know and it's part of who they are. Um, and there's probably plenty of people that are one or two or many people that you probably come across that just have that energy or what, um, 
some people call it is energy vampires. Mm, yes. Yeah. So where you just feel when you when you're with them, you feel more drained than do you feel more empowered, mm -hmm. you know, or or equal. And mm -hmm. I think that people need to uh, pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Like when you leave somebody, the presence of talking to somebody, do you feel empowered? Do you feel or do you feel neutral or do you feel drained? And I'm and I am an empath. And I think you are too, right? I claim it sometimes. I really I think I think it, I think there's no test or something to just unless you do like online money, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I don't I think a lot of us say we're empaths and some of us are more sensitive than others mm -hmm. on the on the spectrum, I think. Right. But I do think I'm very empathetic. If I'm in a room with someone they're feeling something, I definitely am like, Oh my god, was I there? Right. Why am I feeling so yeah. sad? So definitely. it happens. Yeah, I feel like I am. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why sometimes I told you that I I'm welcoming, but I still hold off a little bit mm -hmm. of myself because I don't want to welcome them in right away because then I feel, even if I don't want to feel what they feel, I feel what they feel. I might not even be able to distinguish what it is, but I feel something from them. So, but there's ways to work around those kind of energies. So some of the things that maybe they talk about is, number one is deal with your own issues, yeah. right? Um, is that we resolve our own issues. So coming to, so you want to talk about resolve, you know, you're the therapist. Yeah, I'm the therapist. Yeah, so I'm going to give you the bullet points that they talked about, and I want you to expand. Okay, you have, try. Let's yeah, go for it. I'm going to go for it. You want to yeah. go through all of them and then let yeah, me expand Yeah, so number one was um, deal with your own unresolved issues instead of others become because then others become the catalyst of your problem, right? So then you start projecting. Um, or what they would say is start living inside out. Mm -hmm. right? Number two is be yourself without guilt. Um, when you don't express yourself, your emotions and your feelings, you neglect your authenticity. I can't even say that. Authenticity. Authenticity. And you stop feeling good about yourself, which leads to obviously sometimes anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. um, three, you can't understand that you can't control others. I have a problem with this sometimes. Um, so let go of that burden. That's what anxiety is about. Yes, that's that's me, one hundred percent, or maybe ninety percent. Let go of us. that responsibility. That's a burden on your shoulders that you are taking on yourself. Um, and with that, uh, I also want to mention that you know you can't control others, and then it goes into don't take things personally, mm -hmm. right? So if if someone's not doing something you want, you know it has nothing to do with you. That's who they are. You know, and you have to accept that. And when they come, uh, when I say don't take things personally, it makes me think of the book. Um, yeah, it makes me think about it too. Right when you four said, agreements. Yeah, the four agreements. Um, by um, and I'm gonna read you those four agreements by Miguel uh, Ruiz. Well, before we go into the four agreements, okay. let's finish, let's finish the, that. Okay. Let's finish the talk about my uh, interpretation of. That's the there's four. more of them, but let's go into those. Oh, there's more? Yeah. Really? Let's, you remember everything? No, let's go into the last three. Okay. That's what I just said. Avoid. So, let me see. Let me see what, what they are. So, deal with any our old issues, mm -hmm. unresolved issues. Be yourself without guilt and can't control others. Mm -hmm. All right. So, let's start with can't control others. Like I said, anxiety kind of comes from the idea of control, power and control. Yeah. And I think that when we have fears, the fear is that we don't know what's coming. And we want to be able to control whatever outcomes are happening. And then I think that applies to the other two. Yeah. You know, like unresolved issues. Fear is the basis of unresolved issues. Fear comes from power and control, right? So right. we're all like this big circle. 
Like I think I see the lifeline. You know how usually when we look at the lifeline, it's like, you know, we were born and then there's a line and then it goes to death and then there's all this little action and things between it. And the, re the reason why I describe it that way is in therapy, sometimes we do a, a project called a lifeline where we draw one line mm -hmm. and then we ask someone to tell their life mm -hmm. through this line and, and um, okay. kind of highlight. This is when you were born and like to give us some of the, yeah. the highlights of what you'd like to talk about and share. And it's funny when people do those kind of, like, kind of activities, they're just like, well, this is when I, this is when I got married. This is when I went to college. Mm -hmm. This is when um, I had my first child. This is when my mom died. Okay. Um, this is when I got diagnosed with this. So what's in common with everything that I'm saying? Life and death. Well, kind of life and death. Or birth of something, right. right? Like a transition. Yeah. A transition. It's all the like big points in life where things change. Yep. You know, and I, that's why I think it's a circle because... Mm -hmm. We, we, when we go get back, get back to being older, we, we start to become more like children. You know, right. we're like, we depend on our own kids now. Yeah. And Definitely. our bodies start to become more like newborns. Let's yeah. say, but, you know, more learning how to do these different things. So it's like we're coming back full circle to life just beginning again. Like yeah. the whole new transition. So if we have no fear, if we know that we're just always living this life. Yeah then we don't have unresolved issues and we don't have all that stuff because it's all coming from expectations. Right. Expectations of what's coming, what we should have done, should have, would have, could have, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're just thinking too much. Right. Long story short, and I don't know if this is every therapist's perception of kind of what you're saying, how to interpret this idea, mm -hmm. um, but it's mine. Right. It's, it's my perception because I'm into the idea of energy. Yes. And I'm into the idea of of us actually having control. We do, yes, have, we do control. have control. We do have control. So this is what is giving you all the list of that to let you know that you you have practical applications that you can, there's a lot of the same words, you can use um, when you're dealing with someone who's toxic, right? Okay. Such as, like I said, um, dealing with your own unresolved issues, um, being yourself without guilt, express yourself, tell your feelings. You need to practice that, you guys. Don't repress yourself from being who you are. Especially in a relationship. So if yes. you tie that into a relationship, if you get with somebody and they're like suddenly telling you, oh, no, you're not interested in this. Yes. You shouldn't yes. be interested it in this. Yes. It does happen. It happens, happens not obviously. Mm -hmm. It's very subtle. Um, and then not control, be controlled by others. Um, and then there's um, let go of the need to be validated. Mm -hmm. Right, um, because that's where you, where you get the guilt. Like if you if you need to be validated, you need another yes. person's good opinion of you to feel validated. Yeah, and you need them to believe what they believe. So right. if somebody's exactly. telling you, "Oh, you shouldn't be interested anymore," and you say, "Oh, really? I shouldn't." You're really changing for them, exactly. not for you. Exactly, it's the same thing. You're mm -hmm. you're you're not able to blossom yourself and be that individual. You need to do self growth yourself. Um, and, and then they, they tell you you shouldn't feel good. Because that's selfish, and then and then you and then it's no, your your talking about cycle. that. I yeah. grew up where I was, I was. It was it was not realistic, but it kept saying you're being selfish. You're being selfish. You're being selfish. People love to use that as an insult. So it's then, really interesting. As an adult, I always felt like I'm making selfish choices, yeah. and I realized as an um, when I got older, being selfish is not bad. Being selfish is sometimes good. Mm -hmm. Being self-centered is a different story. Well, I think, you know, we can play word games, and I do think they're different. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, in a way, we have to be self-centered most of the time, mm. like, in this world. Just because it's built to be that way, like, we can't, 
Like when we go into a job interview, we can't bring in our posse to hype us up. Like we right. got a hype man. Like at a cut, you know, we right. we have to rely on ourselves and and our center and be grounded and and do what we need to do. But that's interesting though, mm-hmm. because that might also go into personality traits, personalities. Because there is um, personal, like we're talking about the horoscope side of personalities. There's mm-hmm. pers- people who see personal perspective, interpersonal, intrapersonal. And I think those are three, and there's one more. So you, I don't know, you might be more of a personal perspective. Mm-hmm. So everything does revolve around like, how can I get this done? Mm-hmm. How can I? Oh, do I definitely. This? We talked about that the first right. episode. Where I am in turn. Um, so I'm all with me and somebody else. Mm-hmm. How can we as a team, how can this group, how can we work as a team? But how does that work for you? Like, it's, it's possible. It's a frustrating. That's all I'm Definitely. saying. Like, it's really, it must be frustrating to have to, for you to feel like most useful, because kind of yeah. what you're describing yeah. is you feel most useful to the world in connection to others. Yeah. But this is an individualistic America, at least, you know right. what I mean? And right. even the world by extension, because like I talked about, to get a job, you can't bring your support system where you feel most useful and right. with you. Right. You only got yourself. So that brings you psychologically already already down a rung but on the confidence letter, ladder. But you know? I wouldn't even say that, but that changes the dynamic of the jobs that I have. So we talked mm. about corporate jobs. So okay. I've done a lot of corporate jobs, and I understand because I understand team. I understand the concept of we got to work together to make something happen. Mm. So it's not, I don't think it's good or bad. It's just different personalities are, are with that. Mm-hmm. obviously have different lifestyles or different choices based mm-hmm. on how what they're motivated by how they see things mm-hmm. intra is going to be even more universal mm-hmm. like how can we as a country how can we you know a bigger demographic of people or group of people to make a difference yes well i think i think we should be I th- okay so we're talking about shoulds but i hate that yeah. word but i wish the world could be the last one intro yeah. what could we like of how course. can we help of course and i and i think that it's more realistic that they vacillate between what me and you are. Like, I'm more of the personal, you're more of the inter, right? right? Mm-hmm. And and I think there's no right or wrong. It no, just, we are just these the, humans. Exactly. Um, and maybe we can strive to be yeah, a little bit of hope. A little, 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 right? little bit of everything else. Yeah. Um, the last one is don't pay attention to nonsense. So the first thing, you know, talk about whether that's gossip, whether that's argument, that's TV, media, just be careful, time is important, right? Time is so Time important. is money, time is your life, your essence. Um, so be careful what you allow into, into your mind, um, your spirit. Um, and one of the things that I also wanted to um, tell you about is I was listening to Mel Robbins called The Five Second Rule. It's a great book, you guys. And she talks, she says she's done a lot of research in that book. And she talks about that the first two hours when you wake up is when your brain has the most creative power and energy. Mm. So imagine if you woke up and the first thing you would did was stress or put the TV off, put the news on. What is it that you're wasting two hours of precious time on it's other people, other yeah. beings. Yeah. You just waste it. For me, I, you know, money, I immediately try to get a child ready for school. Right? <laughs> so yeah. she was just saying practicing that time to at least do something for yourself mm-hmm. first thing in the morning because that is has research have proven the most effective, productive time 
is the first two hours when you wake up. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to take that and roll with that <laughs> and, and then try to give myself some time. I do like to do a little bit of a yoga practice or breath work in the morning, and that has been useful to get me to be more productive during the day. Yeah. So that sounds like it, why it works because, you know, that's when you are open to ideas and creativity. Yes. I've yes. been, um, I'm almost done with Elizabeth Gilbert's um, Big Magic. I've been listening to okay. it in the car in my audiobook, and she talks about the idea that um, inspiration is just waiting for us to, like, notice it and mm. be creative, use it to create. Yeah. And and that's why ideas for books jump from one person to another, and it looks like you're stealing other people's ideas, but mm. it's not stealing. Yeah. It's just that like ideas that. are out there in the world for us to be available to notice. Yeah. And I think we don't give ourselves enough time because we're maybe using our time for toxic activities yeah. or things that don't serve us. Definitely. And now that we've had this conversation about it, maybe we're inspiring you uh, to go out there and not be toxic and maybe check out the book, The Four Agreements. Four Agreements, you guys. Um, check it out. Is The Four Agreements, but quickly, is be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. So, yes. That's what, we, that's what we recommend. We recommend you think about using the four agreements in your life this week. Mm-hmm. And if you notice something toxic comes up, you know, maybe instead of holding it in and staying with it, you know, confront it and say, no, I don't want this in my life and I want to make a change. Write it down, process with that person, or just go to your therapist and talk about it. (laughs) There's one right here. Yeah, come on over. Definitely, you guys, don't be afraid of who you are, your feelings and emotions. Women, if guys are saying they don't understand you, go speak to a girlfriend because that's what helps me. Have a journal, do something, get it out. Express yourself. You are awesome and amazing. And have a wonderful, wonderful time. We'll see you next time. Have a great, great rest of the week, you guys. We'll see you next week. From Beyond Expectations. Bye. Bye.